Hello. Before we get started with the show, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is sleep. I travel a great deal. I travel all around the world. I just got back from Kiev, crossing the Moldovan border. And the thing I always look forward to is getting back to my uh, king-size bed with my MyPillow mattress topper installed on the top. Now, I like a firm mattress because uh, I have back problems from uh, a long time ago uh, playing sports in high school. I love my firm mattress with the MyPillow mattress topper on top. You get the firmness, but also it's like sleeping on a firm cloud. I really can't explain it, but it is the most comfortable sleep I have ever experienced in my life, and I can't wait to get back to it every time I travel. If you go to MyPillow right now with promo code CDM, you can get a 50% discount on the mattress toppers. Uh, Mike Lindell is giving out amazing discounts right now. Uh, get them while they last. Use promo code CDM at MyPillow.com and get the MyPillow mattress topper, the best sleep you will ever experience. Thank you very much. Now on to our guest. So this is part two of our interview on the Global Conversations in Australia with Wayne Moore. Wayne had shared with us that his uh, older brother by two years, Ricky, had died last September after he got the AstraZeneca shot. Uh, he had complications with his heart. He had a heart attack. And uh, Wayne and his family lost Ricky. But Wayne wanted to come back and discuss his other two brothers who had complications after taking their uh, shots. Wayne, welcome tonight. And I'm sorry to hear that there's more injuries in your family. Yeah, thanks, Christine. Let's begin with uh, your whichever brother you want to start with first. Um, well, it's my eldest brother. He's sort of in his 60s. Um, he's a, a fairly fit man. He does hear what's called a Spartan competition, which is um, a bit self-explanatory. The obstacle courses, you know, climbing through mud, runs through the bush, carrying heavy bags, that sort of stuff. So he, he swims, almost, cycles, runs. Almost like uh, special forces. In a kind of way, yeah, yeah. So he's pretty addicted to sort of that, you know, and he's probably easily the fittest in the family. Um, now, I'm not exactly sure about, as I sort of mentioned in the other interview, I'm the youngest and I'm the only one that's not vaccinated. Everyone else has been. Right. Um so him doing those competitions, I hadn't, uh, he had never talked about any issues that he'd sort of had and that sort of stuff. So he was always what's, under a... What's your brother's name? Michael. Michael. Okay. Yeah. So he's uh, obviously, he's under a lot of stress physically with what he does. So just uh, sort of after Christmas, January, he had open heart surgery and had um, a, an aorta and a valve replaced. Wow. Um, so it was before Christmas, around the time of Ricky as well. He sort of let us all know that he'd he'd had a um, was feeling a bit um, bit off, and he went and had some checks, and there was hardening of the arteries in his heart, and um, then with scans, one side of the the arteries and his aortas they weren't even moving at all. So mm -hmm. he was running he was running on half his cylinders basically. So did did he? Which shots did Michael take? I couldn't tell you what anyone else has had in the family. Um, I, you know, because it, it's not a big topic of discussion that they wanted to sort of have with me being unvaccinated. And you sort of, you know, the family didn't go there a lot, um, and we spread out all over Australia. So that's, you know, it's only phone communication a lot of the time. Right. Um, so yeah, so he had that surgery and. Like I said, previously, over the years, he's been doing these um, Spartan comps for four or five years. 
and never talked about any issues. My discussions with him since the surgery and leading up to that, that he said he just uh, sort of started to feel like he wasn't getting as much out of his training, was feeling as though he wasn't recovering as fast, right. which is uh, generally then going through that. It's sort of if your heart isn't oxygenating your blood and working as well, that's sort of where you're going to lead. How's he doing now? Well, now, you know, he's uh, he come out of the surgery better than everyone else. He's uh, back. Uh, that was uh, that was January. He's mm -hmm. back um, doing 5K runs, doing a bit of cycling. His cardiologist is super impressed um, with his recovery. Um, he was out of ICU within a day and a half and walking on the ward within three days. You know, they were just amazed by his recovery. And they put it all down to actually how fit he was that mm -hmm. probably saved his life. Wow. That's a, that's a big, that's a big transition from, from doing yeah. to having open heart surgery. Yeah. Huge, huge. So again, it's a bit what we discussed in our other talk yesterday. Um, you know, not having any medical background, but mm -hmm. it's just, these are concerns over the years. He'd never talked about, never felt lethargic, was always upbeat about his training, what he was doing. And then, mm -hmm. Um, obviously, since getting vaccinated, all of a sudden, you know, this sort of issue has arisen for him. So whether it was going to happen or not, who knows? But again, is it a coincidence? Sure. Um, sure. And he yeah. probably needs to be careful because we have seen a pattern of people maybe four, six, seven, eight months out. Yeah. They can yeah. have heart issues, especially for men. Yeah, you know, and that's the concern that I'm living with within the family. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, the other siblings, there's a couple that are, I speak to a little bit about it, um, mm -hmm. but others are a bit more convinced that all's good. So it's a well, bit harder that's, to that's discuss. Okay. I mean, that everybody's entitled to their opinion, you know. It depends yeah, absolutely. It, it depends on if people take a deep dive. Some people don't want to take a look at, you know, some of the journals and some of the journals actually contradict, you know, what some of the other journals say. And yeah. Don't yeah. Know the journals are, you know, paid for by and supported financially by some of the farmers. And some of the people yeah. don't understand that some of the people who actually do some of these or the authors of some of these journal articles are in yeah. fact in cahoots with pharma or with yep. institutions. That's um, exactly it. It's, it's yeah. very political. It's not, it's not just that, pardon me, that the shots became politicized. It's the system. And that's hard for people to wrap their brains around when they believe in the medical divinity of the white. The, yeah, it's a bit unbelievable, basically, isn't it? You just, yeah. Nothing we ever fathomed would be, would come to fruition that would, would even be part of our lives, something like this. Well, pharma, pharma has a big, I mean, I, I talked to some politicians after we spoke yesterday and, you know, they admitted to in Australia and they admitted to me that, you know, the pharma lobbyist is, is very strong in uh, Australia on the state level and the federal level, just like it is here in the United States and in other yeah. parts of Western civilization. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, and scary. It's, not, it's not just limited to Western countries. It, it's also yeah. on other parts as well. I so know, tell, I tell, tell the audience about your other brother. So my other brother, he's the one up from me. Um, and Ricky was just above him. Okay. Um, and what's his name? So 
his name's Jeff. Jeff. Uh, yep. So he he had bowel cancer sort of nine, eight, nine years ago, and he went through that process. Um, mm -hmm. Had some, uh, you know, some of the bowel removed and so on. Um, mm -hmm. And as it was uh, after you have cancers, you you get fairly regular um, bloods taken and checks right. to make sure things are good. And everything's been okay since then. He's never had any spikes of cancers again. And he, he got his vaccination. Did he go into remission? Well, you know, whether that's that's not a, a discussion we'd had with him saying that exactly mm -hmm. um, to me, but did say that he'd always been um, always been okay. Okay. Um, so he, with those conditions that he has like that, he was advised to get the Pfizer vaccine. So he mm -hmm. had his first dose. And then when he went for his second one, again, it was meant to be Pfizer because of his mental conditions with cancer and, of, you know, and other very slight issues that he has. Um, but they didn't read the um, paperwork properly and he was actually given AstraZeneca second time. Oh, my God. And when he questioned the uh, the nurse that or the person that had given him the vaccine, they said, oh, I thought you were um, older than that. And that's why we gave you the AstraZeneca because they swapped in Australia. Pfizer was for old people, AstraZeneca for young, but then they swapped and then changed it that now over 60s can have AstraZeneca. It's all safe. We'll save the Pfizer for their young kids. So there was a change just like that that they so just decided. Did did he did Jeff not Jeff is his name right? Yep. Jeff yep. did Jeff know at the moment that they were giving him AstraZeneca? I mean, did they know that he had had Pfizer before? And it was on his paperwork, and his paperwork stipulated that he needed to have the Pfizer jab, not AstraZeneca. But they didn't read the paperwork correctly. They just did an assumption of his age that oh, you're older, um, you have the AstraZeneca, and then he said, what What did you give me? And I said, oh, the AstraZeneca. And he said, no, I'm meant to be advisor. It states there in my paperwork. And she just sort of said, oh, sorry. That was sort of it. So what happened? Well, for there, you know, that was, he just mentioned that to me at that time. So then I guess leading, you know, over the next month or two after that, he just recently, he um, probably, I'm just trying to think, it was maybe six or seven, oh, maybe a couple of months just after Christmas. He said, "I'd oh, that Wayne, I'd had our bloods, my bloods done as all the family was after Rick died, trying to get our health checks." Mm -hmm. He said, "Um, the cancer spiked up in my blood." Um, so he said, "I've got to go check that, and I've got to go um, see the cardiologist." You know, with his GP wanted to do all those things. So with further bloods and tests done it was fairly minor the cancer spikes in his blood but he hadn't had any come up previously in the last eight years so i guess that's an ongoing um issue for him he'll have to keep more of an eye on that yeah. uh then with that um just uh having more checks with the cardiologist and his ct scans and so on um they've said oh you've now got cardiomyopathy now jeff is 50 turning 54 this year so they said now you've got um cardiomyopathy so hardening of the heart muscles um and also thin arteries around the blood as well so again you know we'd had a long period of time of being you know 
fairly active, you know, reasonably active as just as most people generally are, but no spikes of anything, no other concerns in all his ongoing checkups because of his cancer. Nothing was had ever been flagged up before. So now he's got that happening. I've had discussions because he lives in the same town as me, so I've been talking to him a fair bit about the vaccines and I've convinced him to not get the booster, which I'm very thankful for. Um, so Praise he said the he Lord. doesn't want to. Praise so he the said, Lord. yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks be to God. He um, doesn't want to go there, so that's great. Now, just last week, he uh, he caught COVID last week, and he and he his wife caught it first, and he said she wasn't going too well. She's got some lung issues, but she's vaccinated as well. Um, so she was struggling with that. And then he said he caught COVID and he didn't come out of it too, you know, he coped pretty badly with it. He was said it was the worst headaches and everything he'd ever really experienced. Then he rings me up a few days later and said, um, I, I stopped breathing. I just locked up and couldn't breathe. And uh, he said, lucky his wife was in the home with him at the time. And he said, I, I was close to a minute. He hadn't taken a breath at all and she gave him her ventilator and it just opened up his airway slightly and calmed him a little bit until the ambulance arrived you know so that's sort of how's he yeah. doing now? well now you know he uh yeah rested at home for a bit um was admitted uh released from the hospital the next day and just on home watch um and then they call him half a dozen times a day to see how he's going um, but I think, yeah, he sort of settled down and that sort of stuff. He's back at work this week. Um, did so, they give yeah, him was, ivermectin? Did they give him hydroxychloroquine when he was in the hospital? They I'm not sure. I'm not sure of any medications. I haven't sort of um, spoke to him about that as yet. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Which, mm -hmm. which I will, because just to sort of link up to what maybe Rick had and um, yeah, and see what they gave him, just to even keep a history of things that were um, administered to help him. So I'm not sure, but still very, you know, I get, I sort of said a few choice words that when he sort of rung me and told me what happened, uh, all, you know, in relation to the vaccine and what it's, you know, was I going down this path to potentially going to lose another brother within a few months? And it's mm -hmm. where, I've, I, with Ricky, I, I've struggled more feeling that he was taken than any kind of natural death. So I, um, yeah, that was sort of, yeah, put me on a back foot a bit with Jeff um, stopping breathing again, you know. Sure, so. sure. When you, when it's, uh, if you take a look at it, and, and Wayne, this is what makes it so hard for people who are vax injured and they're not getting the help that they need or yep. people in a family that you see somebody who is injured post vaccination you know yeah. and i hate to use the word vaccination because these are not yeah. vaccinations to begin with yep. but lack of a better term um you know it's it's the lack of informed consent and uh then you have one of your brothers which is human error you know somebody that yeah. doesn't read the chart yeah. uh, or you know and i will tell you there is uh and i forget the woman's name it begins with an s she's the chief scientist of who okay. in geneva and there was a teleconference, uh, press, press conference, all virtual, 
last week I watched it. And she was saying that, you know, now they're looking at the consideration of having four shots. So it would be, you know, two of Pfizer and Moderna or whatever, and then having two boosters. And wow. but they haven't made a confirmed uh that you know decision on that. But yeah. then she was talking about, you know, being able to mix the different vaccinations going forward. And I thought to myself, this is like they just want to get yeah. everything off the shelf because I know um We're back. I'm back. You're back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, look, and, and that's been a topic for us, you know, in our sort of at home, that the finish line has just kept on changing. At one stage, mm-hmm. you can only have this vaccine at a certain age, and this is good for the next person. And then just, you know, they when they're not quite getting what they're wanting to sort of push forward, then all of a sudden over 60s can get AstraZeneca and we'll save the visor for younger people. But at the start, younger people didn't need to be vaccinated at all. And now they're pushing right down, you know, wanting, you know, five-year-olds vaccinated, which is, you know, just scary and horrendous. Five-year-olds, they're pushing in the United States to have six months five-year-olds vaccinated. Yep, yep. Now, also in town here, just uh, looking through my notes I wrote last night, Mm-hmm. Um, so just in our local community, a town of, you know, three and a half thousand people. Um, so I, I love to talk about this with as many people as I can. Her uncle in his mid forties works for the fire brigade is fairly, um, fairly fit. Um, he had his shot. I'm not sure which vaccine, but with a week and a half later, he had a heart attack. Um, he survived that. So that's a, a great benefit you know, for his family, that he was able to survive. But that's, uh, again, that was one incident. Also another family out on a farm that we know, um, the mother had her um, vaccine, whether it was her first or second, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had a, a, um, a cardiac arrest and passed away. She was, her children are sort of in their late 20s, so she might have been in her 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, but she passed away within a few days after a vaccine so you know that's two of the bigger tragedies and there's probably half a dozen or more people that i've spoke to that just say they sort of a side effect of just having just headaches that just sort of come and go and um and that's mainly headaches is probably the biggest thing that a lot of people are talking about some of the well we have interviewed banks you know uh banks injured now for over a year and yep it's multiple issues. It's different ones at different times. Some people can't. Yeah. They're, they're watching television. <clears throat> yep. They fall asleep on the couch. They can't get up. Um, they're in perfect health. You know, great athletes ahead of time. They Prior felt the day that they got their, you know, shots. Um, other people that have tetanitis, you know, um, and some of it's beyond tetanitis. It, it's a pounding. Some people, yeah. the shortness of breath. I mean, the... Yep. What we've heard, and there's a great pattern, it's multiple ailments. A lot of yeah. times the doctors don't know how to handle it because they're not getting any directions from the authorities, the medical yeah. authorities, because they're not recognizing the neurological and the vascular inju- injuries. Yeah. So it's, um, <clears throat> there's a lot unknown in this unregulated, yeah. unaccountable human medical experiment. Yeah, really scary. And just chatting yesterday with someone else that um, it's sort of the two catch words of the last two years is it's just a coincidence it seems to be popping up everywhere and from the medical 
um, uh, sort of area of doctors, people having ailments is they're just saying we we don't know what happened, we don't know what's causing it, and that that's right. You never heard, you never heard that before. Yeah, well, you never heard that before ever. Well, no, because they don't know what's in these. Okay, yeah. it's the first time gene therapy is ever mRNA has ever been used in human beings. People have to understand yep. that it's not it's not safe and effective for everybody. They haven't done the law. They ha they do not have for at least for this is for the U.S. pharmaceuticals. There's no yep. there's no clinical trial that's completed. All the trials, the safety trials, everything. They're not they, they don't have the data that yeah. they need. And even the WHO said last week in public during their press conference, they need more data, more data. Well, gee, then why are they, why is this still on the shelf? Why is it still being administered if they need more data to find out if it's safe and effective? And, because yeah, what and, we do know is that now that they have been administered, we know that Gates and Fauci have said we need to do better work on these quote unquote vaccinations. Yeah. And we know that the trials are not complete and they were never going to be complete in 2022, mm. 2023, or, you know, before yeah. 2021 when they first rolled it out. So, you know, there's a big unknown and people have to understand that. And when yeah. the officials said this is safe and effective for everybody, that's a flat out lie worldwide. Yeah. yeah there's totally. no, nobody knows the long term effects on this at all. Not, not. And that's, that's the, the scary anxiety we have to live with as far as our family and friends and then the wider community, you know, what's, uh, what's, what's coming. We're right. not sure. Right. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Well, Wayne, thank you for getting back to us. Thanks for sharing. Keep in touch and come back and, you know, give an update because I know you're out there advocating for the safety of your family, yep. you know, your immediate family, your extended family and in your community. And God bless you. Yeah. For Thanks, Christine. You as well. Thank you for the voice you okay. have and the care and the care, the care you have for humanity. Yeah. Thanks. You as well, Christine, on your great work. Thank, Thank you. you.